Welcome to the Club Soda Club. We're three friends, each with our own sobriety story. Sharing our personal experiences and what we've learned along the way about leading a new alcohol-free life. All right. Welcome to the ninth meeting of the Club Soda Club. I'm going to take roll call. Jessica Chur is present. Derek Bowling. Hooray. Uh, also, oh. hooray. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Scott Graham. <laughs> hooray. <laughs> Everyone gets a cheer today. <laughs> I'm just so excited that, that Jess is back. She, she missed the last episode, so we missed you. Thank yeah. you. I missed you guys, too. You guys did great Aww. without me. We did do really good with that. We did so good. Someone someone tweeted us and it was incredible. Yeah, a random sober stranger tweeted at us to tell us how great the episode was, which was the first time that it ever happened. Did they tweet the Club Soda Club Twitter? Because I don't think we've ever actually promoted that. I felt like they were replying to a Club Soda Club tweet that I certainly didn't send because... I didn't send one either. But I think think that... Maybe they found our socials through the show notes. Maybe. Right. We do include it there. Yes. Okay. That could be it. Got it. Anyway, Anyway, that was, that didn't need to be in the podcast, but that's okay. We have a Twitter. If you guys wanted to know that. And uh, because she specifically mentioned episode eight and how good it was. I just wanted to point that out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the episode that uh, only <laughs> Scott and I were just on. Well, Derek it sounds like you guys me. don't need me, so I'm just going to peace out. You guys have fun. Just and, uh, no, just, just don't go. Don't go. Bye. We can't do this again without you. <laughs> Jess, I'm especially curious about your outlook on uh, or your opinion on today's topic, which is something that every sober person has to deal with uh because it's dealing with the drunk people that still surround you in absolutely every social setting. Um, and yeah. I feel like, you know, three and a half, four years into sobriety, Scott and I have uh, just maybe become a little more like numb or blase about it. Uh, where I'm wondering how I remember in my like early sobriety, it was, it was much more grating on me to, to hang out with drunk people. Uh, so I'm curious to hear how you manage that. Yeah. So, um, I haven't really been in a situation where like, there's like a whole bunch of drunk people around and it's annoying. Um, because like even at your birthday, Derek, half of the people there were sober and the people that were drinking weren't like drinking a lot. Like everyone seemed to kind of like have their wits about them the whole time. So it almost felt like everyone there was sober, even though I know there were people that weren't, um, but the there's been a couple of really interesting situations where I've experienced people being drunk <laughs> and being really uncomfortable for me. The one story that really comes to mind, and um, I was actually going to talk about this in the work episode, but I got pulled away to do a work thing, ironically, um, is when I went to get my hair cut about two months after I'd stopped drinking. Um, and I know that this is it's fairly common for salons, whether they're allowed to or not to offer like wine or champagne to their clients. But in this specific case, it was the hairdresser that was drinking. And I don't know how much she was drinking, but she drank at least one drink and a half while I was there. So maybe she was drinking before that. I'm not sure. Basically what I'm trying to say is like, I don't know what her level of intoxication was when she then proceeded to 
use sharp objects around my head and neck, you know, cutting my hair and putting chemicals on my head while dyeing my hair. And thankfully, I came away unscathed. My hair looked fine. Uh, I didn't get cut or anything, but she cut her own finger in the process. So yeah, that was a bit weird. And I think I, I, I know I've talked to Scott about this on my other podcast um, about how I think if I had still been drinking, I may not have really seen the issue with her drinking on the job. But from a sober perspective, I was like, holy crap, this is so dangerous for me, but also for her, like she cut herself and it just was like eye opening. And to know that she wasn't the only one in the salon that was drinking. Cause I heard someone else ask her like, Hey, can I have one of your drinks? And it was just like, I just wanted to get out of there so badly, but what, what can I do in that situation? Like, yeah, I guess I maybe should have said something, but I'm, I'm also me. I think you could have. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also me. And I, I feel like she might've, she might've cut you. Right. Like, yeah. Am I going to like criticize this woman who's holding a sharp object to my neck or could like burn me with chemicals? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I think like baseline, if your job involves, uh, sharp implements or chemicals or a combination of the two, you should maybe try to stay sober through your mm-hmm. shift. Uh, so like scientists, uh, knife throwers, uh, and probably <laughs> all those professional knife throwers. Should all fire not, eaters. <laughs> yeah, but definitely fire eaters. Yeah. Because uh, alcohol is flammable. Quite, yeah. quite flammable. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> that could cause some problems. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, actually crazy to me that they, I mean, that is kind of the the norm now. And it's true in men's barbershops. Not that I visit those because I'm a bald guy. <laughs> um, but they'll like, you know, they've they started at doing that as like a value add. If you go to get your uh, haircut or your beard trimmed or whatever, they'll give you like bourbon or cigars or whatever dumb shit they feel like luring. Man you stuff. So, man stuff. Yeah. And I know that. Like in the past, I've gone to get my haircut in a place where, yeah, they offered me like wine or coffee or tea. And in that case, I'm pretty sure I took the coffee because I think it was like 10 in the morning. But in that situation, the the people who were doing my hair weren't drinking. Um, So this was like even it was different. And and they didn't offer me any. Not that I'm like I would have wanted them to, but it just seemed very odd. Um that it was just like, okay. And I don't know. It just, I felt like in, when I was leaving there, I was kind of like, should I report them? Because like, that's dangerous. But at the same time, I don't know. I didn't really know what to do. And obviously I didn't report them or anything, but that could have had some really serious consequences if I had, because there's so much like, um, as, as much as maybe some people might look down on like those types of professions there's so much licensing that and schooling that's required and certification that's required to even do someone's fingernails um because of all the health risks involved with like using dirty tools and stuff like that so the fact that they're being so careless and like okay so i didn't report them but that doesn't mean someone else isn't going to i don't know it just seemed like this person is either like so far gone in terms of like their mental health and their like lack of coping skills with their life or their job or what have you that they just don't even care about the risk to their career and this was this was the owner of the salon too 
Oh, yeah. damn. That's yeah. a plot twist. Wow, that's crazy. But, that, but I mean, so then they're probably not that worried about their career because it's their business. Do you know yeah, what I mean? They're not going to fire yeah, I guess. Now. Like, yeah, yeah. So maybe they're like, well, I can't work anymore, but I still have employees who have to pay me rent for chairs or whatever. Um, yeah. But still, I don't know. I was just like, oh, this is nuts. And yeah, I kind of sat with it for a while, not really sure what to do. And then in the end, I just ended up not doing anything and just was like, well, I won't go back there. Um, but is this a place that that you had gone many mm-hmm. times, or was this your first? first no, this is my first time. I'm not kind of the type of person who gets super loyal to like a hair place. I get my hair cut like once a year, if that. Yeah, Derek, Derek, and I too. We don't get too loyal. To, yeah, no loyalty to hairdressers. Let me I tell tend, you, I tend to just yeah. go like wherever's closest and has an appointment. Um, that's the hardest part is like getting an appointment somewhere. Um, a lot of the places I used to go to, like I can't get an appointment for like six months. And I'm just like, I'm not waiting six months. I want a haircut. And now it's like the only time I get my haircut. <laughs> and I've actually, a lot of the time I'll just cut it myself. Cause I just, I'm the type of person who like, I decide I want a haircut now and I'm going to get it now, whether you do it or not, or, or I do it. Um, so yeah. So like, no. Impulsive haircuts. I like <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd never gone there before. Um, but it's just like really close to my house. So I was kind of like, Oh, let's, there's like two right next to each other. One looked really busy. This is probably, <laughs> maybe this is like my own fault because I went to the one that had like nobody in it and was like, Hey, can I get an appointment for like in a couple days when I'm off work? And she's like, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm open. And the place next door was like super busy. Um, so I just didn't even bother to walk in there. Yes. Going to the uh, failing salon. Well, it's funny because I I do walk by there every day. So I have seen them with like customers on a regular basis. It's not like it's always completely dead empty. Um, I think it, yeah, but it's just, it was funny the way that I like made my decision in the moment was like, well, everyone in that salon is busy. So I'm going to have to walk in there and awkwardly stand around until someone is free to come and talk to me or I can go into this one where this lady's doing literally nothing and she can answer my question right away and I can leave. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah that's this a went weird on a one. bit of a yeah. tangent and sort of off topic, but um, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that was sort of like the big standout um, for me. Well, I think the crazy thing about that isn't even that like, sure. Okay, the crazy thing is that she was drinking while operating scissors. But the other crazy thing is that, like, if you're in a, you know, customer or client facing position, like, read the room. If she noticed that you weren't drinking or, like, did she, did they no. offer you a drink when you went in? Or was this just, she, she was, was just, just drinking. drinking? She, like, um, okay, so actually, here's what, ha- here's how it went through my head and how I realized what was happening. She had, um, like, a clear, like a big clear plastic cup um, on her like little uh, cart of tools and supplies. And I could see because it was like a, like a frosted plastic, I could see that it was like a carbonated beverage and it smelled kind of fruity. And I was like, Ooh, I wonder if that's like a La Croix or, and then in my head, I was like, what if it's like, wouldn't it be so funny if it was like a nude or like, which I don't know if those are everywhere, but it's like a a carbonated vodka soda drink with like a fruit flavor. It's like meant to be low calorie or whatever. Um, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if it was that? And then she literally went over. Nudes are like, nudes are Canadian white claws, basically, from what I understand, right? They're like soda water. Basically, yeah, with like some flavoring. It's like a a, a hard La Croix or something. Um, 
anyway, so I was like, wouldn't it be funny if it was one of those? And then I, and then I hear her open a new one and I look over and that's exactly what it was. And I was just like, oh, okay. So she's had at least one full one, but possibly more if she was drinking before I even got here. And then she's opening another one and she's gonna cut my friggin' hair. Like, yeah, not only like, um, the potential to like, cut my neck or something or just like screw up my hair um and then the worst part maybe is that like it was really expensive like getting like women women getting their hair done is already like insanely expensive compared to men but just in general it's really expensive and then i don't know if that's true i don't know if that's true i've seen the republicans say that that's not true so Oh yeah, that's right. The the, <laughs> the twenty dollar haircut. What? Yeah, who spends twenty dollars on a haircut? Anyway, sorry, I digress. Great clips. Yeah, great clips. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, but then like, shout but out then to you, like, expected yeah. to tip, and and I still did. <laughs> I still tipped quite a lot because I don't know. I just didn't know what to do. Here's a tip. Here's a tip. Don't drink on yeah. the job, and then just no walk kidding, out the door. Right? Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I that's still, crazy. It still makes me cringe like, right, just so, thinking, bro, and thinking about my lack yeah. of reaction in the moment. Like my like everything yeah. was processing through my brain like so slowly. Saying that makes me sound like I'm dumb. I'm not dumb, but it was just like new territory for me from a different perspective than I would have had like two months earlier. And just like, what do I do in this situation? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do right now? And looking yeah. back, I'm just like, I just cringe at the fact that I just didn't even like say something, like, just say something like say, I'm not comfortable with the fact that you've been drinking. Can we reschedule this? Or can yeah. you get someone else to do my hair? Oh, like okay. something I should have just done something, you know? That's interesting. Um, because that's, that's something that can apply to personal lives as well, right? Like if you're hanging out with your friends and they're getting way too loaded, is that like, Scott, is that something that you've ever considered saying in a social, social situation? Or is this something that you have said, uh, to people in, in situations where there was drinking before? No, you know what? I generally, excuse me. I generally get to a point if I'm out socially, I'll get to a point in the night where I've had enough of, uh, the escalation of people being drunk. So I'll just leave. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I feel like that, I feel like that's a completely (laughs) different situation because of your freedom to just leave. But in this case, like, yeah, you're like, you're like sitting in a chair that you can't leave. halfway. Yeah. Not really. (laughs) I would 100% (laughs) leave. I, you know, I, yeah, I shave my own head in my sink. So, you know, anything that they didn't finish, I could just, Derek, did you get that hair trimmer yet or what? I did. I have not. No. Unbelievable. Anyways. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) This is now the haircut (laughs) episode where we just talk about about low flow shower heads now. Uh, Talk about haircuts (laughs) in sobriety. Um, Anyway. That was, yeah. So, but apart just apart from that, have you had like a lot of situations where you've where you've like been in bars or have you gone to like parties or or anything? Any situations where you've been surrounded or oh, had to deal Derek, with? Derek, you have such people. high expectations of my social life. I I bless you for that. No, <laughs> I I, I don't go to parties, <laughs> bars not so much. Um, the 
the only thing I've ever really done, I have gone out to, um, like my work goes on a, a annual trip to our Canadians game, which is our local baseball team here. Um, and so we will like go to the bar ahead of time and then we'll walk over to the stadium. And then obviously there's like drinking there, but like, I don't have an issue not drinking there. Um, because I have fun in that environment anyway, and it's work and it's usually on like a Wednesday. So nobody really gets crazy. I work with like a lot of really responsible and good people right now. Um, the only other thing that has happened that was weird, and I have to be really careful when I talk about this because um, I don't know who in my circle listens to this podcast, <laughs> if anyone, but um it was a little bit strange one time when, and again, this is another thing that I think a couple months prior to me stopping drinking, I would have not even thought twice about this. It would have just been like, haha, that's funny. But um, I went out for just like a walk with a friend and um, we went to get coffee and then we just kind of walked around the seawall and it was great. And um, every now and then she was like drinking out of her water bottle, which like I bring a water bottle around with me too. So like didn't really think anything of it until she was like, Oh, do you want some of this? It's gin and soda. And I was like, uh, Nope, I'm good. Um, but in my head I was like, casually, casually drinking gin. Yeah, and soda I was like, walk. you know, it's just, it's just like one in the afternoon and we're just out on a walk. I don't really understand why, um, you, she needed to have that with her and it really made me like just worried for her. And I, I kind of feel weird saying that. Cause I almost feel like, like with you guys, you, you have your perspective, so you probably don't think of it this way, but I feel like when I say that I'm like patronizing to her, um, people feel that way too. Like, don't don't think that doesn't happen to us. Like if I talk to somebody, if I say something to somebody about, you know, what do you, why do you need to have a drink when you're walking your dog in a travel Mm -hmm. mug? You know what I mean? They're just like, well, what do you care? (laughs) You know, like it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't get it, but quite frankly, I used to be that person. Do you know what I mean? That's my thing is that I'm not that are removed from yeah, the person yeah. who needed a drink to do absolutely same, anything. Same. Yeah. So it's tough. So to, I try the people know that about me too. Right. So it's hard for me to be like, Oh, well you should not be doing that. And they're like, go yeah, fuck like, yourself, you? man. Like yeah. <laughs> we used to do this together. Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard. It's hard for, uh, it's hard, especially with people that you've known for a long time. They don't really get that you're not, the same yeah you know what i mean yeah i mean it's a perspective shift that happens when you've made this type of change in your life and until you've made that change in your life i don't think you can like we have the i guess the ability to see it from both sides um whereas if someone hasn't made such a change in their life they can only see it from one side so like even for example um originally when we were going to have another guest on this show we were going to talk about the whole like wine mom meme epidemic thing that's going on. And I have a perspective that's completely different. And I, I can't really empathize with someone on the other side, which would be like a mom or a parent even because I don't have that experience. Um, And so it's going to be an interesting conversation when we finally get to have it. But 
I can kind of see that from in this situation as well. Like I could tell her, like, I find it really weird that we're just out on a nice afternoon walk and you felt the need to bring alcohol with you. And she's like, what's the big deal? I'm not hurting anyone. And she like, yeah, Except yourself. <laughs> I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. Actually. I just, it was more of just like a perspective thing. Like, I guess that's why I didn't really bring it up with her because yeah, like I just I feel like I have a different perspective now, but she may not necessarily understand that. And I don't want to hurt my friend. I, and I like I'm worried about her and I kind of wanted to keep an eye on it a little bit. But um, yeah, but I yeah. Ugh. So I know what you mean like I, the I discomfort get it. level it's, is just like slowly increasing for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got a message from one of our listeners uh, who also guys, we have recently listeners. went. Ah. So we do. Um, she she sent me a uh, a message on Twitter last week. That's kind of timely. She was just she basically here. I'll read it. She says, "How are you with judging? I feel very judgy towards other drinkers right now. I know I've been there. I get that." Uh, especially people who congratulate me and say, Oh my God, I'm doing so good. Yet there they are sharing drinking stories on Instagram, etc., and talking about getting wasted. It annoys me that people don't see through the lens of what alcohol is. I find it a very untrue statement when I hear sober people are the least to judge other drinkers. That's a crock of shit. At least for me right now, I'm a terrible person. Um, and I found that really interesting, uh, because I think it's just like, so when I first sobered up, um, I went to, uh, one or two AA meetings before I was like, oh, this is kind of weird and culty and, and not for me, but like my only takeaway from the AA meetings I went to, uh, was I came out of that and, and it was basically like, you cannot mandate the actions or the drinking or the behaviors of other people just because you have decided to sober up now. Um, and uh, that was kind of the one thing that stuck with me was like, even at the time I was I was in a relationship with someone who drank pretty heavily. Uh, and all I could really do is say, you know, th these were my boundaries. This is what I was willing to tolerate. If if you crossed over that, you know, that that was your choice. You could do you're your own person. You can live your life however you want. Um, I'm not going to sit there and like nag at you or tell you you have a drinking problem because it's not my place to say that. Uh, if I'm like not, if I'm coming from an actual place of concern, then, then yeah, I might, but it, I have to wonder how much my perspective shifted on what problematic drinking was, uh, after I sobered up and whether, um, you know, whether, it was actually a problem or whether it was just a problem in relation to the amount of alcohol I was now drinking, which was nothing. Uh, so I've, I've, I've always tried to kind of withhold my judgment from other people and like everyone's on their own path, blah, blah, blah. Um, and if people decide they want to sober up or even if they can, if they can do things in day drink or if they can do things in, you know, uh, fuck, even hairdress with alcohol. Like that's, that is their choice. That choice is for them to make. I, the only thing I can decide is whether I'm going to be involved mm -hmm. in it or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a good yeah. outlook to have. I think I like, I like that. 
I'm trying to be less judgy too, right? And it's hard. It really is hard. Interestingly enough, I think I've gotten less judgmental since I stopped drinking. I've gotten, I'm thinking of certain people specifically where I used to, I used to just in my head, just be really not mean, but just like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this again. And now I don't know. I don't, I feel like I judge them less and I don't know if it's because I'm like actively trying to judge them less because I don't want to lose those friendships. So the same person I was talking about previously, I haven't been able to get her to hang out with me since we went on that walk. And since she asked me if I wanted some of her alcohol and I said, actually I'm good. I've actually stopped drinking and told her the reasons why. And um, she was like, Oh, that's so great. Good for you. And I was like, Oh, thanks. And then um, I haven't been able to get her to hang out with me since I can barely get her to respond to my text messages. And so one, it makes it really hard for me to like keep an eye on the situation that I was like a little bit worried about, but also I'm like, Oh, is she avoiding me now because she thinks I'm judging her or you know what I mean? And which I like, I wouldn't say that I'm even judging her. I'm just mostly worried. And so I've had a couple other people who are pretty heavy drinkers where they like, I really want to invite you to my birthday. And I'm just worried that like, you know, I'm going to drink too much like I did last time. And, and I'm like, dude, like it's your birthday. You know what? It, like whatever you're going to do is going to happen. I still want to come and hang out with you for your birthday. Like I'm not going to be sitting in the corner, just like shaking my head at you. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I feel like there's been a couple people who are like worried about judgment for me and I, I think that's why I've been like actively trying to like not judge the way I used to, even when I was drinking, which is so um, hypocritical of me, <laughs> like back then when I was still drinking to judge people in my head about how much they were drinking. And I don't know. I'm, yeah, I don't know. It made no sense. <laughs> Hello? Oh, <laughs> did I lose everybody? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. for you to jump in there. Uh, suddenly, I'm alone on this podcast. Oh my I'm god! I'm still processing. I'm still processing. Uh, uh, okay, so if we have, I, I mean, it sounds like, we, like we've already had some like organic tips shared on like, hey, if you're surrounded by drunk people, you don't want to deal mm-hmm. with drunk people anymore go the fuck home like you're not obligated yeah. to stay there you can remove yourself from the situation i think i would say the single greatest joy as a sober person is being like it's 10 p.m shit's getting crazy i'm gonna fuck off go home chill on my couch watch netflix for the rest of the night and that is like you feel no remorse no shame you don't feel like you're missing out on anything uh, and I'm gonna, you, I want to yeah. add something to that. I want to add something to that. The, all of those things are great, but the best part about that is you can get in your own car and go home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not have to worry about getting a DUI, which is what's like, so, yeah. so for our listeners, uh, we live, we all live in the city of Vancouver, which is where, uh, Uber and like ride sharing companies have not been permitted to operate. Uh, November 1st, baby. It's, it's coming. But uh, up until this point, we have been, we have been operating without Uber and Lyft and these ride sharing services. Uh, and people lose their fucking minds over it all the time. And, and I hear people sharing these stories of like having to wait an hour for a cab downtown, trying to get home when the clubs let out. And I'm like, well, I just walk to my car and drive and I'm home in like half an hour. I do not, I do not give a shit if we have Uber here or not ever because, 
uh, I can operate a motor vehicle. I, I can't even oh, drive. Also, and I, like, I'm still totally fine if they don't come because like, again, I don't stay out late enough to miss the transit or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, you just take take a skytrain. Uh, I I lied before when I said the single greatest joy of being a sober person was going home early and watching Netflix. It's actually driving through a police roadblock uh, as a sober person. Oh, all time yeah. yep. favorite thing uh, because they'll you know you roll up and they're looking at you all suspiciously and they're like, "Have you had anything to drink?" And I get to be like, mm-hmm. "Not for three and a half years," <laughs> and there's not much they can do about that. Yeah, there's like, "Have a good night." Nice. Um, Okay, so if you are in a situation, maybe you're at uh, like a work event or you're trapped in a hairdresser's chair uh, or you're just, you know, surrounded by drunk people and you're in a situation you can't uh, remove yourself from, what what would you advise people do uh, in this situation? I didn't do anything, so don't ask me. (laughs) I did the wrong thing by just not doing anything. Uh, for me, typically, it's try to avoid having deep conversations with the drunkest people in the room because they're never good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're not. I mean, it makes me th- think back to all those uh, air quote deep conversations I had when I was drunk and all these like meaningful um discussions that would go on for uh, they seem like hours at the time. And now I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> just like having a conversation with a drunk person. You're like, is, we didn't uh, talk about anything. It's literally nothing, and yet I remember this as like this like deep soulful connection. Uh, and it was actually just two morons rambling at each other about nothing for a long period of time. Yep. Yep, it's true. Uh, One other thing I like to do, I do still like I do uh, up to a point enjoy hanging around drunk people uh and that's mostly because it validates every reason i've decided to become sober um honestly to this point like one of my favorite things to do is to walk down uh granville street at like midnight or 1 a.m on a friday or saturday night and just like bear witness to the absolute shit show of humanity <laughs> taking place around me. Oh yeah. Um, and I always feel really good about myself after that. That's one of my favorite places to go with my camera is on a Friday or Saturday night, hit the Granville strip. It's a gold mine. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what for future blackmail material? No, no, no. Just for like, what is going to be a congressman <laughs> one day? <laughs> no, just for candid street photography and, and whatever, because like, it's just a sea of humanity and nobody has any idea what's going on around them. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge <laughs> advocate for just leaving things early whenever possible. Work things. I feel like there's. Yeah. Well, just. Yeah. You were that before you yeah, quit yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Before, like, this is not. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I don't think there are many situations where you are like actually unable to leave aside from maybe being halfway through getting your hair done. Um, even in that case, if I was strong willed enough, I could have gotten myself out of that chair (laughs) and figured it out, go home, wash the dye out. I don't know. I'm sure I could have figured something out, but I feel like, um, just shaved your head and started over. Yeah. That's not happening. Or matched me and Scott for a while. Or what? 
Or you could have matched uh, with me and Scott. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Pod- podcast cover photo shoot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, just if you're uncomfortable in a situation, just get out of that situation. And there yeah. are not very many where you are like actually unable to leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's seriously the best. Uh, oh, I just started a video on my phone. How did that happen? <laughs> Oh my God, you guys. Yeah, you have your listeners. You need to be professional. Uh, it's just that it's Jen from Twitter. Hi, Jen. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh man, I'm just going to mute myself. Yeah, you guys carry you. on. Hold- <laughs> Scott's out. <laughs> he did it. Uh, what about you? Yeah, have you, think- ha- you haven't really talked about if you have been in any kind of situations and what you've oh, done time. or. John. Um, Basically, immediately after I sobered up, um, like all, all my friends still drank. Um, I did socially isolate myself for a bit, but I also quit. I quit drinking uh, on December 12th. So this was leading right into the holiday season where for like the next two weeks, it was just basically uh, people getting blitzed at Christmas parties or people getting drunk at New Year's mm-hmm. or people getting drunk on Christmas Day itself. Um, the alcohol and it was gauntlet. A yeah. And it was, it was, I'm actually really grateful that I did quit at that time because I like front loaded every difficult experience I was going to you have got through like uh, the hardest thing the that alcohol. you were ever going to get through right at the beginning. Yeah. I knocked it off my plate right at the beginning. While you uh, still had sort of like the initial like eagerness and motivation right at the beginning. Yeah, that absolutely carried me through it. Um, so I was thankful for that. But uh, yeah, I, I started spending time uh, in bars with my friends pretty early on because I knew that if I didn't do that, I mean, that's that was uh, actually up until probably fairly recently. It's if I wanted to see my friends, that's that's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Like we were going to a bar uh, and having a ton of drinks. Um, so. I mean, you guys basically said it all like, like leave early. Don't feel obligated to hang out in any situation. Uh, if, if they're drunk, they're not really going to remember you, uh, a being there or b leaving. Like they're, they're already hammered. They're focused on them. They're doing drunk idiot shit. So you don't have to worry about it. That Um, was my reason for not going to parties. A lot of the time it's like, they're all going to be drunk. They're not even going to notice that I'm not there. (laughs) Yeah, they really have. <laughs> no, when they're sober at the start of the night, they notice when you don't show up. Eh, I'll just be like, I showed up late. You just <laughs> no, don't remember. Yeah, don't remember. Hammered. That happened That's to me one good. time at my good. own like party. That. I was the one who didn't know someone showed up until I saw them in pictures. And I was like, they were there. That was bad. That was a, that was a bad party for me. <laughs> uh, I was drink, drinking Jess, I assume. That was drinking Jess. Yeah, that was a yeah. long time ago. Like six years ago well like that's the whole reason like uh, irish goodbyes are a thing right like you can if you wait until a certain point in the evening you can just like walk away without saying anything to anyone Mm -hmm. and it'll take like an hour and a half for someone to even notice that you aren't there anymore is that pc to call it a anyways um irish goodbye Uh, are you supposed to say that yeah, you can Apologies say that. Apologies to our Irish, Irish listeners. And the Irish listeners out there, Derek no, is sorry. Why would we apologize? The Irish goodbye is like the best thing invented Irish. socially. 
Yeah. Thanks, Irish. <laughs> Thanks, you Irish folks. Honestly, I think they probably, um, I think other cultures have claimed that as their own as well. I feel like there is like some French version of it. And I think there's something else. I feel like I heard that somewhere. Like there's other cultures that have tried to appropriate the Irish goodbye as their own. I could be completely goodbye. making that up, but I don't think yeah, I am. Maybe. Au revoir. Yeah, I, you know, that's funny. It's funny you talk about like not remembering somebody being at a party or whatever. So I used to do a lot of food blogging and I would get invited to like restaurant openings and big parties and all this, all this fancy crap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I went to this one place in Yale Town that uh, a local social media marketing company had just picked up this new restaurant in Yale Town and they wanted a bunch of bloggers to come and like do a sampling menu. And there was a bunch of us there. I asked the guy across from me three times uh, what his name was. And the third time he's like, are you fucking serious, man? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was God. like, oh, I should leave. <laughs> I drank way too much. And that, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyways, not drinking has dramatically improved my uh, remembering that I've introduced myself to people's skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the very least, if you don't remember their name, you know how to tactfully fake it until you can find it out again or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you don't yeah. just completely forget that you've already yeah. been through that. Yeah. Oh, it was it was I felt like such an idiot, too. It was great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, I don't know. Like, I still... Uh, I'm going to a oh where were, oh I was in at two weddings recently uh, surrounded by drunk people there. Um, that was pretty okay. Like it didn't bother me that didn't much. Did we already talk about weddings? Uh, yes, uh, I have a work conference coming up where I know at the, we uh, the really after talk about work. <laughs> Yeah, didn't we already talk about work? We're revisiting oh, all of our old episodes. <laughs> we, we've talked about it. We had, a, we had a kink in our schedule, and now we're just going to revisit all of our old topics. <laughs> no, no. They're, these are all places with drunk people. I know. I'm just... So I'm, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to Disneyland on Monday. And, uh, well, no. So it is the happiest place on Earth, but the new Star Wars land in Disneyland actually has alcohol, which is a first for Disneyland. They've never had alcohol in actual Disneyland before. They Interesting. Had it, yeah, so they have it across at California Adventure. So we've actually made a reservation to go to the cantina, which is like the bar part of the Star Wars land. Mm-hmm. But it's me and my nine-year-old daughter, so I won't feel too much. I don't think she'll pressure me too much to uh, drink. We should be okay. Do they have good uh, non, non-alcoholic beverages? If they you do. They have, they have a few uh, pretty cool options, which uh, is great. That's going to be very so happy with fun. That. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited, you guys. I am just the hugest nerd you've ever met in your life. <laughs> and this is my boyhood dream come are. true. Yeah. So yeah. excited for you guys. How, how long are you there for? Uh, we're there Monday to Thursday. And Good long time. Uh, we're just, well, we're, we're, so we get in like Monday afternoon, then we're going to go straight to the park, well, to the hotel and then straight to mm-hmm. the park for a few hours and then do Tuesday, Wednesday, all day, every day, and then fly back Thursday. So it's a quick trip. Yeah. Quick trip. It's no 24 oh, hours well, wherever, Derek, but you know. This yeah, no no 24 hour trip to Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. what, what am I looking at here? Uh, the non-alcoholic Cliff Dweller mixes yeah. citrus juices, coconut, hibiscus, grenadine, and Seagram's ginger ale. Served in a souvenir mug, which you get to take home for thirty-two dollars. Thirty-two dollars, crap! Very Welcome affordable. Welcome to Disneyland. Disneyland. Very affordable for a Disney. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Disneyland, Disney World. That sounds that sounds delicious, though. Scott, please try that out and uh, report back. I will. Yes. I will. Um, uh, and my daughter's building a two hundred dollar custom lightsaber. So there you go. Yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. You get to build it. It's this whole thing. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll have a video of it. It's gonna oh, be crazy. Oh, I can't wait to see. That'll be so cool. So Scott, I would, I will recommend to you. Uh, they also have some Star Wars things. I don't think it's that much, but they have some at uh, Shanghai Disneyland. Yeah, and if you go there, uh, it's actually remarkably cheap for Disneyland. Like I think Noah and I spent. Uh, a night at the Toy Story Hotel and got our passes. And I think our like entire trip, including hotel to Disneyland and all the shit we bought at Disneyland ended up being like 250 Canadian dollars. Like yeah, it was, and it's it was only, it's only like six or 700 bucks to fly there. And it's like four wow. or 500 bucks to fly to uh, California. It's crazy. Is wait, was it that much? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's nuts. That was crazy. All right. Yeah. Hey. Anyway, I think we're onto something. Did here. you put the Did yeah. you put the Toy Story Hotel in your vlog? Because I didn't see that, and that's the kind of vlog content that I want to see. You, you we never. Fell, you probably fell asleep, Jess. It was thirty-seven minutes long. No, I that that okay. So that thirty-seven minute episode that was like our first <laughs> day in China. Sure we were in China. I'm not days. even sure. I'm not even sure you made it out of the airport in that episode. <laughs> I have I have twelve hours of like footage on my camera still oh that I God. have yet to edit and upload. And at this point, I'm just like, fuck. Maybe I'll just give it to Scott and be like, Scott, yeah, turn this into real? a vlog. Derek, vlog this. Get- Give it to me. Give it to me. I will totally make something for you. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> for real? Yeah, I would enjoy that immensely. I want to see Perfect. It. All right. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do this it. Gonna I'm happen. serious. I'm serious. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Uh, yeah. Do we have recommendations? Does oh, anyone have a Insert the cricket sound. <laughs> Anyone, no, I had one. Has I had anyone one. been doing anything noteworthy or interesting? Oh, no, no, no. My, I had a recommendation of a new music to listen to. The Avett Brothers have a new album, and it's fantastic. And there's a really good song on there called We Americans that's a scorching social commentary on modern America. Mm. Great album. Check it out. Avett Brothers. Hot. Hot. All right. I will. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. Uh, kind of, they're, they're like, uh, folk, like folksy kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very much so. Very folksy. Jess, what do you got? Um, so I haven't done this yet myself, but I'm very close to pulling the trigger to get all the stuff that I need to make my own kombucha. So yeah. I'm going to recommend it preemptively because I'm confident that it's going to turn out amazing. And Derek, I will definitely give you some. And Scott, I will force some down your gullet. Um, going to mute myself here. Hang on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yes, I have looked into making my own kombucha. I have some people at work who also brew their own kombucha and I tried, are you getting a SCOBY? I'm going to get a SCOBY from Amazon. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so I'm, that's going to be like my winter project, but uh, so I don't even know these kombucha words. What's a SCOBY? That's it's the, like a bacteria pancake. Look it oh up. It's actually really gross looking. But it's really uh, gross. sounds that's so delicious. But actually, no, he shouldn't look it up because then he's definitely not going to want to <laughs> drink my kombucha. <laughs> but no, I looked. I looked it up. 
Um, I got some tips from some friends at work. It looks really easy. And so I'm not going to be paying those crazy kombucha prices anymore. I'm just going to make it myself. Let me Drink know how it's going I've actually yeah. been on the fence about this uh, lately as well. And I, I would love to hear how it goes. And if it turns out well, uh, maybe... Uh, Ooh, we could have like a booch off. Oh, we can 100% have a booch off. Nice. We could have our own club soda club kombucha. Oh, my God, are we doing this? I might actually have to drink it then, if that's the case. We are maybe doing we this. Have, maybe we have to rename the podcast to Kombucha Club if if that happens. Ooh, okay, okay. My brain is tingling. This is exciting. All right. <laughs> New projects. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go on Amazon right now and buy all the stuff I need. <laughs> my bacteria pancake is tingling. oh my god if we did if we did like funny quotes as funny quotes as show titles my bacteria pancake is tingling is gonna be the show title (laughs) maybe that's just the new podcast title (laughs) maybe (laughs) oh my god that was too good goodness Okay, yes. So preemptively recommending uh, making your own kombucha to save on some money and saving a bit of the glass bottles, you know, saving a bit of the environment as well. But I will definitely follow up with you guys to let you know how it turns out. Cool. I will I will try your kombucha, Jess. You heard it here, everybody. I'm committing Thanks, to it. Scott. All right. Yeah, what have I done? <laughs> I'll make it good, I promise. <laughs> I won't give you the first batch. It'll probably be like the second or third batch. Okay, all right. I'll drink the first batch. I don't care. I love it all. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Derek, did you have anything? Uh, I didn't have anything prepared. I'm going to do a, uh, a self promotional, uh, thing again, ish. Um, uh, the, uh, Gottman found they're like the world's like foremost marriage counselors or something. Um, but they uh, they have a blog on their website where they feature the stories of like real relationships and real couples. Uh, and they are going to be publishing one that Kate and I wrote together about our long distance sober relationship. No um, way. Probably over the next, so cool. uh, next week or so next week or two, I think they're going to be publishing it. So keep an eye out for that. Check it out. Uh, and also check out their, their series about real relationships. There are some really interesting stories out there covering uh, a whole diverse range of relationships, uh, but specifically read mine and Kate's because it will be the best one. Yeah. <laughs> if we, if we don't end up having like an episode that overlaps with that, so we can put it in the show notes, um, we should just plug the Van Sober Instagram because I'm assuming it's going to end up getting published there as well. Yeah, it'll probably be on there or on the possibly the Sober Kate's uh, Instagram, depending on whether Kate feels up to publishing it on her Sober Instagram account. One of those ones. Yes. One of the nice. Sober, one of the main Sober Instagram accounts that we uh, are associated with. I just, you know, I just realized I don't think I follow Kate. I'm going to have to do that. God damn it, Scott. I know. I feel like such a letdown. Right <laughs> Why now. you got to embarrass me like that? Yeah. Jesus. It's more about you than it is about her. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's about me. When are we? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's fair. Uh, so did we all did we all learn something today? Do we feel good about uh, about how this went? I think so. I think, you know what? We did a very good job of coming up with a great podcast considering this is not the episode we were planning to do today. Yeah, this was like last minute. Last minute, no preparation. Professional podcasters. We did good. 
We did. I'm great. proud of us. And uh, sober people, if you are considering, and wait, no, not sober people, drinking people. If you are listening to this and you're on the fence about sobriety, you are considering sobering up uh, that uh, gauntlet of like holiday events, basically that runs from Halloween through to Christmas or New Year's Eve, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. is coming up. If you like some tips on how to navigate those, uh, feel free to reach out to me personally uh, on Twitter or Instagram uh, at the Van Sober account. Awesome. Yes. What a guy. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all I got. That, that was my just like <laughs> plugging. Derek's done. Derek's done. I'm yeah. done. See you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all stepped out of this podcast now at one point or another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Derek's turn to leave the show. Well, <laughs> is there any further business? Uh, uh, where can we follow ourselves? Oh, on yeah, the, I was just gonna say, is Derek gonna do our? Is Derek gonna do our closeout routine? I did yeah. mine. I did. You I did, did the Van Sober thing. What more yeah. do you guys want? I had to come back to tell you. <laughs> you do the whole like, thanks for listening. Blah blah All blah, right. blah. Hey, listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, we forgot how to do this. <laughs> shit. For a while. Say? Uh, if you would like to, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Herder or look for my sobriety related Instagram or Facebook account at Van Sober. And you can follow me all over the place at Jess Couture Art, mostly Twitter and Instagram, mostly Instagram. Uh, and you can follow me uh, pretty much anywhere on the internet at WFLBC, or you can go to my website, which is digitalemulsions.com. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think it's meeting adjourned then. It is. Look at that. Bye. Bye. Disclaimer, nothing in this podcast constitutes medical or professional advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, there are a number of resources available. We'll link to these resources in the show notes for each episode so that you can get the support you need. 